Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club, a podcast that is ostensibly about video game movies and sometimes literally is. Uh, this is episode 130. My name is Mark Champlin and today, as always, I'm joined by Alex Wallace. How are we uh, feeling today, Alex? Oh man, I'm feeling wide awake. We, me, Mark and I are sitting here huddled around a single microphone on my kitchen table in my tiny, tiny apartment. Uh, and the other day we watched... The, the second Sonic movie, um, and we have very strong opinions about it. This the 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 vibe is the vibe is unique today because <laughs> we are both sober. It is the morning. We are together in a room, and uh, we saw this movie together in a theater. Mm -hmm. I don't think the, all those things have ever happened at the same time. Definitely not. Um, so okay, <laughs> listeners, um, some of you might have gotten the impression over the years listening to this podcast um, that that maybe I don't I don't like Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> that that maybe I'm you know like I, I'm kind of negative I, I, I'm, I, I'm shit talking these Sonic properties you know we make a lot of jokes at the expense of the Sonic the Hedgehog brand and franchise um, and I, I think the thing that became uh, increasingly clear over the course of watching this movie uh, is that I love Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were struck with you were struck with the truth that you deeply wanted Sonic movies to be good. Yeah, it was that was like one of my biggest takeaways from watching this movie is that like the the emotional experience of going through watching this film forced me to reckon with the fact that I want a good Sonic film so fucking bad. <laughs> um, and this movie um, is almost a good Sonic film. It, it came closer than we could possibly have predicted, I think. Yeah, I, I really did not expect to be walking away from this movie with the feelings about it that I have. I really thought I was just going to be like, Yep, it's a bunch of bullshit like the first one, but not the worst thing I've ever seen in my life because I've done over 100 episodes of Cartoon Cinema Club. <laughs> um, so how could it possibly be? But uh, yeah, I, we have a lot to say about Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, I don't need to ask you what we watched this week because we've been rather thorough about saying so. Um, I think we covered that in the in the in the intro bit this time. Yeah, actually. Yeah, we watched the Sonic the Hedgehog too. It's directed by Jeff Fowler, John Ralphio from Parks and Rec is in it. Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> you can. Idris Idris Elba, who unfortunately will not play the Fourteenth Doctor, is also in it. <laughs> oh God. Um. Let's talk about the plot of this movie before we start talking about our feelings on it. Um, so, uh, the movie starts kind of right where the last one left off. Uh, Egg Eggman is uh, stranded on the mushroom planet from the last movie, and he wants revenge on Sonic the Hedgehog, obviously. Um, he meets Knuckles somehow, uh, and, he, and Eggman tricks Knuckles like he always does. And, and they work together to kill Sonic and get the Master Emerald back so that Eggman can do something. Not important. Um, a lot of plot happens. Uh, <laughs> Tails wants to help Sonic for some reason, and so he shows up from another planet to help Sonic for some reason. Uh, it, listen, the plot is meandering at best, uh, token at worst, 
they need to get the MacGuffin. They fight over the MacGuffin. Eventually, Eggman gets the MacGuffin and becomes the Death Egg. They beat that Death Egg. Sonic's dad is a cop. Roll credits. Um, <laughs> Mark. Yes. What were your general thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Uh, you know, it's a it's a racist movie with a gay Eggman in it. It's 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 there. Um, no, so um, the 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 overwhelming feeling that I walked away with is that um, every moment where there are only Sonic characters on screen, uh, I was either passively enjoying it or up to and including delighted um every moment where it is primarily or only the new created characters uh, that are human uh, for this movie were painful um mm-hmm. and not enjoyable uh and you know that's <laughs> that's the fucking episode we're, we're we're gonna go in depth on that but like yeah that really is my feelings yeah the opinion the 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 overall opinion from both of us is humans bad sonic characters good Um. and like i'll say like as a from like a screenwriting perspective from like a filmmaker perspective i understand why they think that that was necessary because like you need like a human element you need like a source of like sentimentality uh to attach the audience to it but like that role is filled quite well by tails mm-hmm. and i don't think the human aspect was necessary because tails has a great arc and that was enough but they still needed to throw in james marsden again because he needs a paycheck yeah it is a it feels like a uh, relentlessly focused grouped movie <laughs> yes um yeah i god man i wish that they were more confident in Sonic the Hedgehog as a brand to just make a damn Sonic movie. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I completely agree with you in terms of, like, what parts of the movie were enjoyable and which parts were a fucking slog. Um, you know, Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles are an absolute delight. The action scenes are really cool. Occasionally, the film is funny when it's not making fart jokes and pop culture references. Um <laughs> All of the stuff that felt like Sonic the Hedgehog was awesome. And everything that felt like Alvin and the Chipmunks was terrible. Um, you know, the I found this more difficult to sit through than the first one in some ways, even though it's a better movie. Yeah. Uh, because the first movie, it's, you know, it's fucking, it's Alvin and the Chipmunks. It's fucking Rocky and Bullwinkle. It's fucking... It's, it's shit from the start. It's shit from <laughs> beginning to end. There's, there's barely anything Sonic in that first movie. Yeah, like, it, 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 the first movie feels nothing like Sonic the Hedgehog. It feels like any given, you know, cartoon CGI buddy movie from the 2000s or 2010s. Uh, it could be any of those films, right? Uh... This movie, on the other hand, occasionally feels like a cool-as-hell Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it occasionally, it's beautiful and awesome. Um, Almost the entire climax of the movie, like, was, was like, an awesome Sonic game come to life. With, yeah. Like, well-acted, well-written. Yeah. And then... And <laughs> Frustrating. That, uh, God. Um, literally, like... 
towards the beginning of the movie, when we first sat down in the theater, Mark and I were, like, doing this bit where, like, every time, like, a thing that we recognized appeared on the screen, we would, like, clap like seals. Um, <laughs> he, he pulls out a chili dog real early on, and we were like, eh, that's a thing from the game! <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then slowly, over the course of the film... The ironic seal clapping became less and less ironic. And by the end, we were like fully unironically seal clapping for like when the death egg shows up and when he becomes supersonic. Spoilers, by the way. Um. They just kept, they, because it, judging by the first movie, we kind of assumed that, that all the fan service was going to be just that fan service. Like, just random little moments as nods because they didn't have any respect yeah. for the property. Look, this th the sign in the world has a thing from the game on it. Please laugh and clap. <laughs> you right. know that was that was everything from the game that was in the first movie. But this one, you know, we go in expecting that, but then it turns out that they like they played some Sonic games and they actually they they wrote tails really satisfyingly and they and they they had tails fly the fucking red plane and they did all the cool things. Yeah, it was like <laughs> it it. it <laughs> I became so self-aware over the course of this film because, like, we were... <laughs> like, there was, like, a moment... I think it was probably, like, the first or second time that we got to see Tails flying the way that he flies in the games yep. and carrying Sonic the way he flies in the games. And I, like, started doing the seal clap as a bit, but then, like, in my brain, I realized, like, you're enjoying this, actually. <laughs> yeah, th th there's a moment where Knuckles is doing, like, the slowly climbing up the mountain with his knuckles, and I I was clapping, but I was like, hey, that, that looks like the game. They, they, they did it. They did it. <laughs> um, uh, but we have to talk about the cop shit before we can talk more about all of our favorite little furry characters. Um, okay, look. Yeah. In the first episode that we did about the Sonic the Hedgehog film franchise, we spoke at length about how uh, we don't like uh, that Sonic's uh, best friend slash father figure uh, is, a, is a police officer. You know, I probably went on like a 20 minute rant about it. It was probably like a little bit cringe, you know, <laughs> it's, it's old cartridge cinema club. That's kind of how they were. Um, <laughs> But so I'm not gonna sit here and and do my do the whole spiel about how it's it's bad to make cops heroes in movies for children. Um, but the, the the only thing that I really want to say is, uh, y'all, my Sonic hates cops. <laughs> the, the, this weekend I played Sonic Adventure Two for the first time, and my biggest takeaway from the first level of that game, the city escape thing, is like, damn, I sure did. Destroy a hundred cop cars <laughs> yeah. in this like, level. Like, Sonic Adventure 2 is a game where, like, Sonic is constantly, tr uh, you know, being arrested by the military, uh, and you are, like, continuously destroying ro military robots and cop cars. Throughout yeah, the my, my understand. I played, like, the first, like, ten levels of that game, and my understanding is the plot is, like, fucking Metal Gear-ass uh, government robots are trying to kill Sonic. And he's trying to fuck with the government and destroy all their secret... Like, he hates cops. He's not a fan. <sighs> God. Um, yeah, so it it sucks. It's bad. Um, yeah. 
there's a port at the <laughs> beginning of the movie <laughs> where Sonic and James Marsden cop are in a fishing boat together and James Marsden gives like a speech about how Sonic needs to be careful with his vigilante justice and not just going around destroying things. You know, unlike me, a good cop. Yeah, yeah unlike me, he's like, you can't go, you can't stop a bank robber and destroy all this city property. Unlike me, a police officer <laughs> who's a hero who definitely trained for this, because as uh, we all know, cops have lots of training yeah. on how to be heroes. It's it's fucking terrible every time James Marsden on screen is on screen. I now know how fans of Sonic X felt about Chris Thorndike. Um oh, y- yeah. <laughs> Actually, totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I never watched that show, but now uh, I, I can emphatically understand how you feel um, because I've had to watch Sonic the Hedgehog too. Um, God. And then they almost solved the problem. They almost fixed it. They dangled it in front of my nose and then snatched it away from me and laughed in my face. So, like, okay. Like, dead ass. Like, 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 like maybe 10 minutes into the movie, if that. Uh, James Marsden and his wife are like, hey, we're gonna go to Hawaii for a wedding. Bye, Sonic. Be careful while we're gone. And in my brain, I'm just like, oh my god, they're brilliant. They did it. They know that James Marsden cop and his wife are not interesting characters that anyone wants to see in this movie. So they put them on a bus and they send him to Hawaii for the whole movie and now the movie's just going to be about Sonic and Tails and Knuckles. I was like, "Great, awesome. This is going to be this is going to be yep. dope that they they did the obvious smart thing and got rid of the shitty cop character and now we just get to enjoy a Sonic movie." Yeah. I, I was perfectly okay with like, okay, sure James Marsden is his father figure, so he's going to set up the arc for Sonic. But then he's going to go away for the whole movie and Sonic's going to have to grow through this arc that was established. Maybe they meet up at the very end and it's like, hey, dad slash buddy, uh, here's how I grew throughout this movie. Fine. Okay. But no. <laughs> no. Instead, they cut back to this wedding constantly. Every 15 minutes or less. <laughs> I, this entire movie, I am Milhouse saying, when are they going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> They just keep coming back to this fucking wedding that feels like it's pulled out of a shitty rom-com from, like, 2011. And it just... It's, it's, it's so fucking boring. Like, we were... Oh, my God. Like, we were actively, like, groaning every single time it cuts back to this fucking wedding. Um, and the wedding also has a bunch of fucked up problematic shit. Uh, and we'll talk about that more in detail later when we're when we talk about all of the things in the movie that made us uncomfortable. Um, but first, I would I would like to talk about the things in the movie that made me very happy. Yeah. Um, number one on that list is Miles Tails Prower. Y'all. Y'all. Okay. Yeah. I have many things to say. <laughs> Okay, Tails is, like, my favorite video game character, right? Like, you gotta understand, like, Sonic Adventure 2 was one of the first video games I played. I got it when I was, like, eight years old, right? And I played as many Sonic games that, as I could. And I went back and I played the Genesis games. And I played Sonic Adventure 1. And I was, I was in that shit so, so deep. And y'all, y'all, my perfect, perfect son is so well, well captured in this film. <laughs> I, I, it, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. 
they got they got Colleen O'Shaughnessy to play Tails. They didn't get like some fucking celebrity voice actor like they did for all of the other characters for some reason, for some beautiful, bright and shining reason that I cannot possibly <laughs> comprehend. They just got the voice actor for Tails to just play Tails. The John Ralphio's sister, whoever that actor is, she must have been busy because I figured <laughs> that would have been so easy to get her because she does Marcel the Shell. It's close enough. But no, they got they fucking got her, man. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, we kind of talked in the in the in the first episode about about the Sonic movies that we did about how like Sonic from these movies is not really much of an interpretation of Sonic from the games. He's basically a completely different character. Um, we'll talk a little more about that later. But, dude, Tails is perfect. Y'all, yeah. Tails? Tails is perfect. They, he is such a suck-up. He's such, like, they make it so that, like, you know, one of the key components of, of Tails' character, right, is that he is... You know, he's kind of living in Sonic's shadow. He really lives up to Sonic. He kind of sees Sonic as an older brother figure. And so the way that they capture this is by habit so that, like, Tails has been watching Sonic through his magic technology bullshit for, like, years and is, like, a little bit obsessed with him. <laughs> and he's constantly saying, like, anytime Sonic accomplishes literally anything, Tails is like, only Sonic the Hedgehog could do that. <laughs> only my hero, Sonic, yeah. who I'm the biggest fan of, could have accomplished this. I yeah. love you, Sonic. <laughs> and and it could be, it could have been so annoying. And instead, it's so fucking cute. It's so fucking charming. It's uh, incredible. Like, there's a scene... Uh, you know, where Tails and Sonic are hanging out and they're having, like, you know, late night, about to go to sleep conversation. And and Tails is like, hey, Sonic, earlier you said that we were pals. Are we really pals? And it's like, oh, my God, I'm feeling an emotion about this Sonic the Hedgehog movie. It's, it's fucked up that I have no attachment to Sonic games. And, in fact, this weekend was the first time I played a significant amount of a Sonic game ever. So I don't give a shit about Tails, and this movie, uh, being my first exposure to him, like, literally, like, I have no nostalgia, and I felt a deep emotion when he said, are we really pals? I was like, that, that was fucked up. I can't believe they accomplished that. God, um, there's a there's a really great uh, article by Colin Space Twinks where he talks about... Um, why do, uh, why do uh, young Christian kids... Uh, like Sonic the Hedgehog so much. And at one point he's talking about Tails and why do kids like Tails? And he, his explanation is basically, when you're a kid and you're not the cool one in your friend group, you feel like you're not allowed to be Sonic because Sonic is the cool one. But maybe you could be Tails, you know? Man. And this film captures that energy of Tails so well. Like, I was... I was floored by how charming Tails was. I was like, I was like giddy every time he was on screen. I was like, dude, at one point he, he gets knocked unconscious and he is removed from the first climax of the film because there are two climaxes of the film, obviously. And I was distraught. Yeah, you were like, you were like, you had gasped and hands over your mouth. You were like, oh my God, Tails. <laughs> Is he gonna be okay? <laughs> and I was like, okay. and I also thought the movie was ending because they were, because they were, because they go to Mystic Cave Zone, basically. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> um, and I was, and I, and and you know, Knuckles and Sonic have a showdown, and I thought that was gonna be like.
the end of the movie and Tails wasn't getting to participate and I was going insane because Tails was the best part of the movie. Oh man, um, I, I, I love, I loved him. I loved him so much. It, I, I, I think Tails is one of the best designs for a video game character ever. You just look at him and you want to hug him. And, mm -hmm. and they nailed it. He's so fucking cute. And he, I can't, I cannot say enough good things about Colleen Ashaughnessy's <laughs> performance and like the animation of, of Tails and the, it just, bleh, amazing. So e perfect. Even in like, just the moments where he's just giving techno babble and saying, I've input the coordinates. Yeah. I was like, God, he really did input those, <laughs> co those coordinates, didn't he? You go, Tails. He's such a good little boy. <laughs> oh God. Um. I thought Knuckles was pretty good too. Uh, I, I, hmm. Um, yeah. The, uh, hmm, uh, how to phrase this? Uh, hmm. The, uh, some of the uh, racial implications of this character have always been questionable, and yeah. those traits are present here. But I think that Idris Elba delivered a charming performance. Um, I, you know, uh, the plot of the movie is basically like, Knuckles is from, like, an ancient tribe that created the Master Emerald as a weapon. Sonic is from an ancient tribe that wants to steal it from them. So Sonic is sort of like a British Museum-type presence in the film. Uh, you know, uh, the, Knuckles being the old ancient tribe guy, and he's kind of dumb and takes things literally and doesn't understand technology. Yeah, it's a little racist, I would say. Um... I, I, it, it is uncomfortable in spots. Um, all of that said, uh, you know, I thought this was a pretty solid interpretation of Knuckles as a character. Um, he's basically Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, mm -hmm. uh, but Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy was very funny, so it works. Like, that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. Like, he, he is filling the role of, like, the kind of, uh, you know, slow on the uptake, uh, very self-serious guy, uh, who's very strong and likes to fight. Um, and it's very funny. Like, it, it, Knuckles is pretty consistently the funniest character in the movie, I would say. Yeah, yeah, as, as an outsider who, again, not super familiar with the character of Knuckles, only knowing him from awful racist memes, um, <clears throat> Uh, I, I really enjoyed, uh, Idris Elba's performance. I'm, like, a big fucking Idris fan, uh, in everything he's ever done. So I was cheesing when he was doing, you know, his big, like, booming Idris voice. It, it works, I, it worked way better than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. I thought it was, like, a stunt casting, really. And maybe it was, but it did end up working surprisingly well. It was well-written and well-performed, so I can't ask for much more. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it, honestly. Um, and uh, just a few things about Sonic. I think... Um, he, he's there again. He's you know? there again. He's the least interesting of the three characters. Um, the thing that really dawned on me watching this movie is that, like, he's Sonic from Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, he's Sonic from back when he was, like, a Saturday morning cartoon character and played by Jaleel White. Like, that's the... That, he's much more like that than he is uh, the character from the games. Because, like, you know, the, the Sonic from... Sonic from the games is, like, 
attitude era. Yeah, like, Sonic from the games has no self-awareness. He genuinely thinks that he's that cool. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's like, he's like an offspring song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, embodied as a, as a character. Yeah, he's, a, he's a character from a Hot Wheels commercial, you know? Yeah. Um, and Sonic in this movie is like, he's a much more meta character. Yeah. Um, he's a lot more like Spider-Man, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's much more about, like, making quips and making jokes about the the structure of the thing that he's in it's a lot more of that than it is the mm-hmm. sort of like uh like fully unironic cocky anti-hero thing that he has going on in the games um he's fine i find him more compelling when tails and knuckles are there uh yeah yeah 100 percent. all the all the scenes where he's playing off of the other sonic characters I think work a lot better because the two other Sonic characters are pretty self-serious and unironic, so they ground him. But when he's being sarcastic with another sarcastic humanoid character, it's just like, well, this is just a Marvel movie right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Marvel movies, oh, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about all of the prop culture and product placement bullshit. Um... <laughs> So when we were watching the trailers for this movie, the trailers, just to be clear, are for just for other PG to PG-13 rated um, cartoon movies with self-aware characters. And I think you you turned to me and showed me that you had written the Shrek franchise and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race in your phone. <laughs> oh, God. This, I... this energy continues throughout the entire actual film that we watched. You guys... Shrek came out, like, over 20 fucking years ago! And still, every single fucking animated movie that is being made is top 40 radio hit soundtrack, pop culture references, sarcastic characters. Could we just have a movie where people are nice to each other? I don't know. (laughs) It was just like... It was so fun. I mean, uh, look, I understand that I'm sitting here like, dude, fuck, we went to this movie for babies, and then they showed us a bunch of ads for movies for babies. What the fuck? Um, But it was just like, every single trailer, well, after the beginning where we saw a commercial for Maple Story, which was one of the most (laughs) surreal things that has ever happened to me, because I wasn't even sure that Maple Story still existed. I assumed that its economy had crashed and everybody had quit at some point during the 2010s, as was the fate of all browser-based video games. Uh, but there was a Maple Story commercial that we got to watch on a gigantic screen in a movie theater. It was very strange. Um, I, I thought Maple Story was a game that only me and my friends played at an internet cafe in Hawaiian Gardens in 2006. <laughs> but apparently it still exists and it's popular. Um, but after the, the, the Maple Story commercial, there was just... There was just an unrelenting stream of ads for children's animated films with hip hop soundtracks. And it's like, it's it, the extent to which hip hop has a genre, you know, which started out as like, you know, a, 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 like a, a like form a, of ra- a protest against racial injustice in many ways. Yeah, uh, like, an, like a genuine articulation of class. Uh, of class struggle is yeah. now being used for the, a, a cartoon fox driving a car down the street mm-hmm. with his hand out the window. Oh, Sonic drives a car in this one. We were we before the first one. We uh. were taking bets. Is Sonic going to have to drive a car? And then and he didn't. 
And in this movie, he drives a truck within the first, like, five minutes of the film. So th they realized that they had made a mistake with the first one and corrected it. Anyway, the product placement is back, baby. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not quite as egregious as it is in the first movie. Like, the part where they're like, we need to find a new house. Let's look it up on Zillow. Cut to shot of oh, Zillow fuck. on a laptop screen for I forgot a Ten seconds. I'm so mad. I forgot about the Zillow thing in the first one. Oh, yeah, the, the Olive Garden guy is back, and they, like, self-reference him as Olive Garden guy, which is mm -hmm. like, you don't get credit for being <laughs> self-referential. You're still saying Olive Garden. Fuck off. Yeah, there's a part where Sonic uh, steals some Oreos, and they spend a long time lingering on the various different flavors of Oreos on the shelf. Ooh, um, Oreo thins. They're only a hundred calories uh, per pack, guys. I saw that on the on the packaging. <laughs> there's a there's flossing in it again. Like the first movie had two flossing jokes in it, and this movie has another flossing joke. Like, haven't we had enough? <laughs> I just... When I saw that, my thought was like, "Damn, can you believe Fortnite remains as popular? <laughs> like, it's." More popular today than it was back then, somehow. Mm -hmm. Uh, God. Uh, Sonic does the, the John Ralphio thing at one point. The, okay, the fuck the moment when... Yeah, so Sonic is like, man, that guy is the worst! And all, like, our entire group of, like, four or five, like, groaned out loud to the point where, like, other people looked. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I, 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 I don't know... How I would be expected to react to that? I I'm o I'm only a person. <laughs> I'm only human. I I was so pissed. For, I was for, like, for, shut the fuck up. For those of you who are not aware, uh, Sonic is played by Ben Schwartz in this movie. Uh, ben Schwartz, famous for playing the character Jean Ralphio in Parks and Recreation, who's famous for saying that things are the worst. Uh, and he says it in the movie, and it's like it's. They, they don't even, like, set it up in a way where it's, like, a meta joke. Like, it, it, it he just says it at one point. It, it was unforgivable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... And, you know, like, the reason that we're, I'm complaining about this, the reason that I complain about the pop culture references and the product placement in and and, and the and the licensed music and stuff, the, the fact that it plays It's Tricky by Run DMC within the first 15 minutes of the film... Um, the reason that I don't like all that stuff, besides the fact that it's just, like, extremely groan-worthy, uh, is because it doesn't feel like Sonic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I wish there was more Sonic stuff in this. I wish the music was in it. I wish it played Live and Learn when he turned into Super Sonic. I wish the characters were not vessels for pop culture references it's great because knuckles and tails are aliens so they can't make pop culture references canonically but sonic canonically has been reading comic books and watching movies for 20 years so he is canonically allowed to be the least interesting <laughs> of the anthropomorphic furry characters um yeah it just kind of sucks because it doesn't feel like sonic to me because that that's not but like sonic is not gex you know, yeah. Sonic is not Duke Nukem, right? Like, that, it, that's never... The pop culture references were never something that the character has ever been known for. So it, it feels off, and it's distracting, and it makes the movie less cute. And, and it makes it feel less charming and less authentic, uh, I would say. It, I don't like that stuff at all. Um, speaking of stuff I don't like... So, so in the first Sonic movie, you've got Eggman... 
uh, played by Jim Carrey, as you know. And you've got Eggman's henchman who makes lattes for him and is just a vessel for Eggman to just be a dick to for comedic effect. There was lots of, like, online jokes about how they're kind of gay for each other, which is, like, all good and fun, all good and well. They decided to just play into that in a big fucking way mm -hmm. in this movie and just queerbait the fuck out of... Like, like this is... There are lots of scenes where it's like, oh, this latte dude is clearly, like, legitimately in love with Eggman. There are multiple scenes <laughs> where uh, Agent Stone, who is, who is Robotnik's uh, henchman guy, um, is making latte art of himself and Eggman with hearts around it. You know, like, it's yeah. not... Um, it's not subtle. It's not subtext in this movie. It's just text. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I would say it's a little bit sus. <laughs> um, you know, obviously the uh, the flamboyant gay villain uh, trope exists for a reason, and it exists because people hate gay people. Um, and I, you know, obviously because now gay people have been living in a culture for the past like uh, i don't know 50 fucking years <laughs> where uh <laughs> villains in uh you know children's films and animated films and films in general uh are portrayed as you know flamboyant and a little fruity and a little uh, and I'm, I'm bending my wrist right do, now do you can't see it um <sighs> L little mustache twirly yeah um yeah. And you know it's all fun and, and and cool when we're on we're we're making Tumblr gifs of of uh, Jim Carrey and and his henchmen, uh, you know, and being like, haha, they want to fuck. Um, it's it's less funny when the movie is like, haha, they want to fuck. <laughs> I'm I, like, you can't say that. Only we can say that. <laughs> you literally, I, 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 the overwhelming thought was like, was like, yeah, you don't get to we. Gay people get to decide when <laughs> when the shitty, flamboyant, not gay, but kind of gay character. We we get to decide which of those we claim. Mm -hmm. You guys don't. <laughs> and the movie just claimed it for us. It's just, it's such a lazy direction to take. Mm -hmm. Like, because when you're, when you're adapting a character like Eggman or like Bowser or like anyone like that, you can go in a couple directions and like, what if they're like sassy and gay is like such a lazy and obvious direction to go in that like, it's obnoxious that they did it, and they made it even worse in this one. Yeah, it's, uh... You know, Eggman is just, like, not the character from the games at all. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's it's interesting because, like... Characters like Tails and Knuckles, they're different from how they appear in the games because, you know, the games, let's be honest, are not that well-written. <laughs> um, There's not much to go on. Yeah, and so to add some texture to a character like Knuckles, you need to do a little bit of work. But, like, you know, Knuckles is very clearly based on the character from, from the games. You know, he's a gullible guy, he's a strong guy, he's a little bit slow, you know. it. They, they give him his own sort of spin on the character, but... It's recognizably Knuckles. Like, Eggman is just... It's just Jim Carrey, you know? Yeah, um, and, uh -huh. it, and it feels like he's just... He's... It felt like he was playing up the, oh, Eggman is maybe a little gay in this one. You know, like, they have jokes about him making comments about interior decorating and stuff like that. I'm just like, come on, man. Like... <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely... Yeah, yeah, he does do that interior decorating bit. Mm -hmm. Man... Man, uh, yeah, it's like, 
And I think that I think that Eggman and Agent Stone, like when they're not being queer baity or pop culturey, I think they work. I think their dynamic is fun um, in other contexts, and they could have just done that uh, yeah. the whole time. Jim Carrey is a funny guy. He he reads the fuck out of those. He he hams it up appropriately, and I just think the gay shit was distasteful. Yeah. Speaking of things that are distasteful. A lot. A lot of things. Uh, Yeah, uh, we have a whole list here uh, just called The Shit That Made Us Uncomfortable. The Greatest Hits. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about the wedding first, I guess. So, like, the setup for the the wedding in Hawaii uh, that you are forced to sit through repeatedly throughout the movie is that... um, This is going to be a pain to explain. So, (laughs) James Marsden's wife's sister is getting married. uh, And then later on in the movie, it is revealed that actually the entire wedding was a setup to kidnap Sonic by uh, the government. It's, It's Gun. They reveal Gun in this one. If you're a Sonic fan, you'll be familiar. It's Gun. Um... And, uh, James Marsden's sister-in-law is a black woman, and her character, once it is revealed that her husband and everybody at the wedding was a fed the whole time, uh, is that she is angry and shouting and constantly threatening to kill her fiancé. The... Which is a racist trope. Yeah. Um, we we should mention in Kate on the off chance that you don't somehow don't know what an what a what a racist and common trope this is of the the large angry shouting scorned black woman. Um, they really just like with no sugarcoating just do that. Um, there there are other uh, minor racist tropes within like her family. Um, that we could go into, but just generally, like, it's it's racist. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the wedding scenes are frequently, uh, look at the funny overacting black people. Uh, it's uh-huh. very uncomfortable. Um, the wedding scenes also have a fucking Brazilian wax joke in them. In, in this movie for six-year-olds. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Like, I don't even remember the context for it. I just remember, like, a character suggestively pointing at their crotch and talking about waxing. Uh, it just... I... Mm, I... You know, that never happened in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. <laughs> um, so I didn't really like that. Um, and, uh, uh, and then there's the racist Siberian restaurant scene. Really, like... I would say maybe the most superfluous scene in the entire film. Yeah, it's made significantly worse by the fact that it could be fully removed from the film and it would not mean anything. Yeah, they just really wanted to make a joke about like, hey, aren't those people like violent and, and, and dumb and silly and they like to, they like to get drunk and, and have fights yeah, it's okay. So Sonic and Tails are like in Eastern Europe, trudging through the snow and the mountains in order to find the MacGuffin, and then they come across like a cabinet, uh, 
a cabin in the woods that turns out to be a restaurant. Uh, and then, yeah, like you said, the whole joke from that point forward is like, aren't people from other countries funny and violent and eat weird <laughs> foods? Um, and there's like a, there's like a dance competition. Um, the only saving grace of this entire section is that when Sonic and Tails are dancing, the animation is really nice to look at. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just like a deeply xenophobic scene that adds absolutely nothing to the film. You could remove it entirely and it would not be noticeable. <laughs> I would also say that it would be good to remove it because that would mean that you are removing the song Uptown Funk from the movie, which... Uh, as soon as the do-do-do started, um, <laughs> I, my soul exited my body and spent three minutes in the bathroom, uh, because I didn't want to be in the movie theater while that fucking song was put. There was, <laughs> guys, there was so much licensed music in this fucking there movie. They, so much. they had the hot stepper word up on the lyrical gangster. I love that song. That's a great fucking song. And it it plays during a scene where Sonic is having a bubble bath. Why? Dude, like, I, the Sonic franchise is, like, famous for having incredible music and having all of this iconic stuff in it. But no, because we have to sell, sell the movie to 400 billion people and can't... Gotta make sure we don't alienate, li alienate literally anybody who might be like... Why is this 80s butt rock song playing? I want to hear Uptown Funk. Like, it's just... I just I just wish that they they were more confident in Sonic being cool. Because Sonic is cool sometimes. And it just, it sucks. Um, let's talk about the bad jokes that Eggman makes. Do we want to start with the Trump one? Or do we want to start with the sexual harassment joke? Like, okay, I understand that, that he's the villain. But, like... It's not only extremely heavy-handed, but also, like, again, taste distasteful to have him, like, say, like, he literally goes, hey, there's good people on both sides, mm -hmm. which is a reference to, to a world event from a couple years ago in Charlottesville where Nazis killed a woman and marched in the street, which, haha, hilarious, um... I don't understand what the fuck did they think they were doing with that? They they had the and the other joke you mentioned is he he goes like, "Oh, well, now you're going to say that this is a hostile work environment, aren't you?" Which is like, "Haha, -ha, is ha, isn't it topical that that lots of people are finally finding that they have enough of a voice to come forward about the fact that they experience sexual harassment in the workplace?" That's yeah. hilarious. Aren't those people tattletales? <laughs> oh god it's like let's make a character who quotes donald trump and also let's make him gay yeah <laughs> what what a, what a clever subversive thing that they have done here what if gay people were evil and conservative <laughs> what if they were the real homophobes i don't know look i <laughs> I, I'm not even going to ascribe this much intent to anything that happens in this movie, but it sucks ass. It's so bad. And like, yeah. it, it's more painful because the movie is almost really awesome. <laughs> so do you think that the next one is going to be uh, even more awesome? Because uh, again, if, if you made it this far into it, you don't care about spoilers, but there's a credit scene. They, they're put in fucking shadow in the next one. Oh, man. Okay, God. Y'all. 
Okay. Sonic Adventure 2, one of my favorite games of all time, right? Mm-hmm. The story of Sonic Adventure 2, something I'm deeply familiar with and am occasionally willing to defend. <laughs> um, I'm so curious how much of an adaptation of Sonic Adventure 2 this next film is going to be. Because, you know, they set up Shadow... The way he's set up in the games, they he's a government project from 50 years ago, he's being uncovered, but like, is Maria gonna be in it? Is Shadow's backstory going to be that the government gunned down his best friend? Uh, is, like, Sonic going to get mistaken for Shadow, or possibly not mistaken for Shadow, and actually just an excuse to keep him inside? And is he gonna escape, and then is, is Rouge the Bat gonna team up with Eggman and Shadow? Will Shadow and Eggman be working together at all? Like, how much of Sonic Adventure 2 is this movie going to be? And how much are they going to ruin it by putting James Marsden in it? Like... Are they going to go to Pumpkin Hill? Oh, God. Like, uh, okay, I need to stress that at the end of the movie, they reinforce that James Marsden will be back, right? Like, they, the movie ends on a scene where Sonic calls James Marsden dad, and we're supposed to, like, feel really good about that, and I wanted to throw up, because it's basically the movie saying, don't worry, folks, James Marsden will also be in the adaptation of Sonic Adventure 2, which is like... It's like they're torturing me. You will <laughs> like our original characters it's, if it's, we have to force you. It's like, hey, we're going to do a live-action film adaptation of your favorite game from childhood, but 35% of the time it's going to be Alvin and the Chipmunks. <laughs> and there's going to be fart and poop jokes in it. I just... I just... The, 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 the shadow thing was interesting to me because it's like, well... How many more big reveals do they have left? This mm-hmm. is kind of the last one. It is. Are we like movie four is gonna be fucking silver, and then <laughs> movie five is gonna be I'm my original character Blonic, and I'm not Tails. I'm Blails. Look, like, what do, uh, what do they have left? Look in Sonic Generations for the Xbox 360. Oh, they <laughs> they did a they did a remake of Crisis City from Sonic 06. Sonic 06, a game universally considered to be complete dog shit. So. It is not out of the realm of possibility that Sonic the Hedgehog movie 4 will be an adaptation of Sonic 06 with Silver the Hedgehog. Yeah, I love Mephiles. He's my most beloved character that I thought was Shadow for the all half the time. I, he's definitely a different motherfucking character. Iblis Trigger! Um, uh, the movie's gonna make me feel Iblis Triggered. Ayo. Ayo! Oh, God. Um... I think that's all I got. Anything else that you want to say about the second Sonic movie? Um, the I got a pretzel at the movie theater. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. We had some popcorn, and then afterwards we uh, went to the gay bar. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Uh, Tails was really good. I really, like, I really, I really can't overstate the degree to which I was, like, putting my face, my hands over my face and kicking my legs every time Tails was on screen. I was acting like a fucking dork you, the entire time. The, the the parts of the movie with Tails were, were therapy for you and your inner child was healing. I was watching it happen. It was beautiful, honestly. Um, yeah, and then we, you know, went back to your apartment and played a lot of Magic the Gathering. Oh, so yeah. That was an all right weekend, I think. Yeah. Um... <laughs> think that's all we got uh next time join us and maybe we'll watch that league of legends show or the uncharted movie (laughs) 
Maybe. <laughs> Where can people find the podcast on the internet? You can find us on Twitter at Cartridge Cinema. That's at Cartridge Cinema. The music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. For me, it was Tuesday. Uh, thank you for listening to the this kind of scuffed audio episode. <laughs> uh, but we're having fun, so hopefully that translates. It's it's very echoey in my kitchen. I know you don't have to tell me, but this is literally y'all. I live in a studio apartment that is two rooms and this is the only place we had to record so it was either it sounds like this or it's not an episode yeah yeah all right peace peace good shit good one good yeah good one